0: Welcome to Milo Time, where we dive into the list of things that Milo loved and spend some time with my beautiful, amazing, awesome, fantastic boy, Milo. Welcome to another episode of Milo Time. Daryl Kessler, along with Lisa Cohen. Hi. Back on the Upper West Side one more time, where we record from Occasionally and... Um, I like the change of scenery. I like the change of scenery yeah, every now and then. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Um, and once again, in the studio that doubles as Henry's bedroom with lots of interesting arcana and uh, <laughs> other things that tell us all about who Henry is. Yeah. And it's uh, it's great, stuff. It's Not really a great stuff. Not a sports fan. Not a sports fan, but but obviously very interesting in and very interested in, uh, in many things. Yes. Absolutely. So... Um, We were talking just before I hit the record button about um, what we've been trying to do here, because we spoke about it a little bit on our last episode, that when we started doing this show, we didn't really know what we were getting into and where it might go, and that we discussed sort of creating a picture. Mm -hmm. And just before I hit record, you were talking about maybe that's something we can talk about a little bit at the...
1: Yeah, yeah. I I, I was I was we talked about your Milo's friends coming on and talking, you know, giving some stories about uh, events and um, any 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 addition to the picture of Milo with with them, how they how how they interacted with him, how they met him, like their impressions of him. Um, things that really you couldn't possibly have been privy to at the time, because you're the dad. Um, so I, it just got me thinking. Like, it's there's some things on there that, as a parent, you would make you worry, or yeah, <laughs> you know, right. maybe the grandparents don't like hearing it so much. But um, you know, it, it, it it's true that I think we're coming to this idea that like we really. Milo was so fantastic that it's it's a little easy to slip into this like oh you know can you believe he did this he did that he you know he's and, which was all true however he was also a you know pain in the ass teenager sometimes right. yeah. and yeah. like he was a real person and that means warts and all and you know we you, I, I I as a listener and as a friend I feel like it's. um more illustrative, it tells the full picture to you know, kind of know some of these things that were happening at the same time. He wasn't all you know, right. genius mathematician and uh, you know, brilliant, all around, lovely, right. laid back, cool right. kid.
0: Right. right, he was a lot of those things. But you're absolutely <laughs> I mean, it's right. It's true. It is all true. But it be a pain in the neck sometimes and sarcastic. And um, that's exactly right. And what I'm hoping to do is fill out a a full picture here. Um, because that's what we're trying to do here, and and when we when we talked about storytelling, what I don't want this to be ultimately is story in the sense of simply telling things the way that I want people to hear mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. I want it to be as honest as possible, and I've been trying to do that. And another plug for friends who have stories to tell, uh, good, bad, or indifferent. Times you got in trouble, times you laughed, mm-hmm. times you were serious, times you learned something from each Maybe other. Maybe if you
1: disagreed on something. Disagreed, yeah. I, would, I
0: would just love to have have you come on the show. And, of course, it's not a bad time. Lisa, you're always reminding me to plug the uh, <laughs> Instagram page, at Milo Time Podcast, where there's additional co- content for each of the episodes that we put out on. Good use
1: of the word content. Though? Content.
0: Content. <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to build my brand. <laughs> Anyway, so everyone. But it's true.
1: the The, the pictures on there are. are re- it's really fun to listen to an episode and then and then go actually see. Yeah. Some of the um, you know, the concert. I think. The, yeah. The, the, and sometimes his friends are sending in video, and yeah. it's great.
0: Yeah, it really does supplement the video. It does supplement the episode really well. Uh, so, as our listening audience knows, on this show, Lisa looks at the list of things that we have been building and continue to build. A list of things that Milo loves and select something, and off we go. So, I'm wondering, Lisa, whether uh, you're looking at something today that you want to discuss.
1: Yeah, let's do um, Owl Court because, as you know, I lived in a place called Eagle Court. You did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, uh, you know, I had not drawn so, that uh, connection that was, that's at all. That's what I
1: thought of when I saw it.
0: Eagle Court on West Eighty Fourth Street, Correct. as I recall. That's yeah. right. Recently, the stones I think, through. Wasn't there an article in the paper that? Great story. There was one <laughs> yeah. tenant left yeah. in the building, and they were trying to take the building co-op or something. They're they're and they're, they're gutting it. Story. I mean,
1: I I don't I don't know if they're going to knock the whole thing down or what. But like, yeah, they basically someone must have bought it. Yeah. It was it was a rental, obviously, in 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 our day. But um, yeah. I remember
0: the story being that he was the last tenant in the building, and in an to get him to move out, they put like heavy equipment outside his door. Yeah, like like were, like uh, airplane uh, fans. Air, and, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder how much he ended up milking them for. I wonder.
1: <laughs> I hope he got a lot.
0: Yeah, we can all agree. Because we don't need
1: one of those things. Yeah, we absolutely. have so many.
0: So Owl Court, uh, unlike Eagle Court, which was on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, is in the Poconos. Owl Court is a court, a street on which our very dear friends, the Muchniks. the Muchnicks, Owned a home in the Poconos. And the Muchnicks are uh, comprised of Lydia Morris, Jeff Muchnick, uh, who are husband and wife, and their two boys, Alex and Ben. Alex uh, is and always has been one of Max's best friends. And Ben, their younger son, is and always has been one of Milo's best friends. Uh, Milo and Ben went to preschool elementary school and high school together but not middle school and max and alex went to i believe preschool but i don't know that they were ever in the same class and then they went to elementary school together but went to different middle schools and high schools that's sort of Mm -hmm. the way these things work but one thing that um they they remain great friends even when even in those years when they weren't in the same schools But one thing we did consistently with the Muchnicks was go up to their house in the Poconos, which was on Owl Court. And that's on the list of things Milo loved, because Milo loved being at that house and all the amazing stuff and fun stuff that we did, no matter what season we were there. So this house was part of a homeowners association, and it included skiing passes to a very small local mountain called Ski Big Bear. I mean, it had to be among the smallest ski mountains Mm -hmm. in the Northeast. But for that reason, it was a perfect place for the kids to learn how to ski. And we'll come back and talk a little bit about that. And then in the summer, uh, they had access to sort of a clubhouse. The, The... building that was sort of the snack area where you'd go when you were skiing in the summer was converted into sort of like a bar Mm -hmm. and an area to hang out indoors in the summer. And then it had a pool and basketball courts and tennis courts. Nice. So it was really a great year round place and a place that we four spent a ton of time with all four of the Muchnicks. And we went there so many times that I can think of many times when it was less than all eight of us, but we just went up there, two two adults in our family, I'm sorry, an adult in our family and a kid and one adult in their family and mm. a kid or some other combination and permutation. And we probably skied with the Muchniks at that Ski Big Bear Mountain um, 25 times. Mm. And it really is where the boys learned how to ski. It was actually their second time skiing. I remember the first time the boys ever skied, we went up to Vermont. It's like one of these giant mountains up in Vermont. And I don't remember a lot about it. Max was probably six. Milo was probably about four. What I remember about it very well, it was a lot. And we were going to put them in ski school. And I do remember, I mean, you know, these, your your kids ski also when they're so young, it's like everyone in the ski lodge is like, everyone's angry. Everyone's pissed (laughs) off. Kids (laughs) are upset. Parents are sweating and angry. And I remember so well that we rented skis We got them signed up for ski school. Milo had a full ski outfit on. We got him on his skis. We got him to ski school. And he looks at me and he said, I have to go to the bathroom. Oh, the worst. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Are you kidding me, brother? Come on. Every time. Every time. (laughs) And of course, it took like an hour. And then we got him out to ski school. And I don't even count that really as the first time skiing because... By the time he finished up in the bathroom yeah, we got yeah, back out there, yeah. like the three-hour lesson was like half for done. Time the lodge, right. There were like 80 kids in a oh, class. God. So they really learned how to ski at Ski Big Bear with the Muchnicks. I remember many times skiing there, and I think I told this on the Jiminy Peak episode, where people would gradually finish up their skiing for the day, and Milo would always want to continue skiing. As right, long as right, skiing was available, right. he'd want to stay out there. Right. And there were many nights when he and I would come in after everyone had already returned home and some of those evenings skiing with him are just extremely memorable Uh, but the Muchnicks were just such great hosts and this setup was so wonderful that you really could go as a group or in pairs and ski together or apart and the mountain was small enough that even if you weren't skiing with somebody you would see people repeatedly as you would be on the mountain so it was such a lovely place to be so modest sized and yet as i said ideal you knew the kids weren't gonna get onto a trail that they simply couldn't handle right, or right. get injured on yeah, yeah. and it was so small that other very modest mountains in the northeast seemed at that time to be like huge challenges it was like a big deal right when we would go to elk mountain right. which was like <laughs> up by um the um what's the name of the hotel up uh where um, up by the Neville and up by Kutcher's up there. Yeah, 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 Elk Mountain. It seemed like we were going to like Vail. Killington, right. right, right, right. To go to Elk Mountain. And we would go to Bel Air Mountain. And those mountains in in New York State or sort of nearby or within a drive of of their house seemed like we were going out west because Ski Big Bear was such a modest (laughs) and a beautiful place. But even in the summer, when I think about being up there, this pool that they had, I remember hours just throwing tennis balls to the four boys and they yeah. would just play, yeah. you know, who can catch it, you know, just tackling each other in the pool for hours on end. I remember the boys playing basketball there. Um, I remember vividly, and this they did for years, the Muchniks in the basement of that house put a ping pong table, a, a knock, I'm, I'm sorry, an air hockey table, and they had like a little... Play school basketball net, oh, and the, the boys best. would just play two on two basketball with rules that they came up with. Where they were very physical with each other, but they knew each other well enough that I don't remember anyone yeah. ever really getting hurt. I remember they made an obstacle course down there where they'd have to like take the basketball, dive over a couch, <laughs> crawl on your stomach, you know, bounce a ball off a wall throw it off the ceiling and I would be down there like sort of timing it or they would time it themselves and all those really fun times we had there. um, Really just amazing, really just amazing. And of course we would cook great food and um, you know, we'd have dinner after a day of skiing or a day at the pool. We would often go down to the river there and um, just go for a little walk, go for a hike, sit on the river, hang out. Nice. And, um, it was really, it was really beautiful when I think about all the times that we spent there, and it almost is like a log of the boys' lives and development, because I can remember being there with Milo when Max was in his first summer at Sleepaway Camp, so Milo was in first grade, he just finished first grade, Max had just finished third, and being there with just Milo and Ben, I believe Alex had gone to Sleepaway Camp that summer also, and was this
1: was this the the uh, the year of um, Milo's famous letter to Max at camp? That, yes, <laughs> it is. I, I, did we I mention love, that in a previous episode? I don't episode? think so. This that was it. I cannot <laughs> believe that you remember that. So I, I, uh, I, we have repeated that in our family. It's the most unbelievable <laughs> thing. So on this
0: trip, and and if we've told it already, please feel free to fast forward through this. Don't. But, it's the best. This <laughs> is adorable. So we were in a car. It was Jeff and Lydia. Me, Alana, and then Ben and Milo. And we were going to drive somewhere, I think, for a hike. It was in the summer. Max was away and Alex was away. And it was their first summer at Sleepway Camp. And Jeff at the time had was driving and the Muchniks had this very bouncy SUV. And up there in the Poconos, (laughs) the roads are very windy and bouncy. And for the one time in his life Milo got car sick and he'd eaten strawberries that morning and he threw up in the back of the Muchnik's car <laughs> he was like in the third row when he threw up and when Max was at camp that summer we had the ability it seemed like really high-tech at the time to email him instead of sending him letters and the one email that Milo <laughs> sent to Max the entire summer I was writing to him every day yeah, I was yeah, writing to yeah, him every day yeah. the one email he wrote was he wrote dear Max I threw up strawberries <laughs> love. Oh, from Milo. And that was it. And no explanation. <laughs> that was the nothing. news. That, that was, was the, the news of the day. That was the big thing. That's what thing you that put in the letter. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the other thing I do want to mention is, of course, as a big sports fan family, we watched so many memorable sporting events up there. To be up there on weekends in the winter meant being up there during the NFL season. To be up there in January meant being there during the NFL playoffs. Yeah. And like two of the most famous football games of the boys' life of lives. We saw up there, we saw the Minneapolis Miracle when the Minnesota Vikings beat the New Orleans Saints with a last-second heave in the playoffs. It was just incredible. We were at a restaurant, I think we were at Baker's Tap. Um, Yeah, I think that's where we were, and the entire... Bar restaurant. There were only about 20 people in there when crazy the TVs were mm-hmm. on. We saw a famous game between, I think it was the Packers and the Seahawks, when a guy by the name of Brandon Bostic on Green Bay fumbled an onside kick late in the game, which allowed Russell Wilson and the Seahawks to, to come back in a playoff game late and to knock the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, New Jets quarterback, uh, out of the playoffs. Um, <laughs> and, you know, just so many, so many great memories, not only outdoors, skiing at the pool, eating, hanging out, watched a great Islanders game there, saw them beat the Phil- the, the Philadelphia Flyers in a game <laughs> seven in the playoffs. It's all coming back to me now. And then, of course, as the boys got older, it was fun to have them, as they often did, make fun of us. The kids would go in the basement. They would do their thing. Jeff, Lydia, Alana, and I would hang out upstairs. We would put that, you know, the video music channels like adult contemporary oh, yeah, yeah. you know that <laughs> and the kids would make fun of us yes. for that all the time. As they, know, as they should listening to our adult contemporary music. <laughs> and um it was just great to be with great friends. And the Muchniks were always awesome hosts. And um this episode is uh just a shout out to them and what great friends they always have been and uh how much fun it uh, was and continues to be to to spend time with them and they're nice just uh, memories everywhere, and it it it's sort of heartbreaking, and I understand that the muchniks recently sold that house and moved to a new place in a new neighborhood, and it was really touching to have Lydia and Jeff explain to us that they didn't move because of this tragedy with Milo, but um it was difficult for them. To be in that house without mm. you know, without, kn- with knowing that Milo wasn't going to be back in mm. that house again. Mm-hmm. He really was in every corner and certainly, you know, Ben's bedroom with those bunk beds and Milo nice. and Ben sleeping in there. And um, just anyway, memories throughout it. And um, I'm just so grateful to have those memories. Very special. Well, that's it for this episode of Milo Time. Uh, thank you for joining us. And I hope you'll join us again next time when we, one more time, look at the list of the things that Milo loved.